This afternoon's topic is comedy, the booking panel. And so without further ado, let's get to know our industry experts. They're going to share their knowledge about the booking process. And uh, at the end of our panel, we will have a Q&A with the audience. So make sure you hold on to those questions until the end. So we'll start with Susan, and then we'll work our way down. All right. I'll, oh, good. It's working. Uh, I'm Susan Thompson. I'm the only one that's probably from Canada. Uh, I book for, or I assist a book for the Sonar Club, which is in Prince George. I uh, work with Laughlines Comedy Club, and I book most of the independent theaters throughout Vancouver and various clubs throughout Canada. Uh, I have some networking available for that. So that's where I am. <laughs> Can I finish? <laughs> is that it? <laughs> yeah, that's it. Uh, I'm Jenny Stencil. I own the Idiot Box Comedy Club in Greensboro, North Carolina. <laughs> And I created and produced the North Carolina Comedy Festival. Um, and I do all the booking for both. So that's who I am. I'm Ryan Codd. I book uh, Boston and a lot of different shows in New England. <laughs> hey, very, very, very modest. Look them up. Look them up. Look them up. I'm Ron Reed. I um, have an agency called Artist West that books stand ups on cruises very specialized personal appearance agency. Um, I've, long, I've been in the comedy business for over 30 years. I was a stand-up. I ran the Comedy Underground in Seattle for 16 years, and I was the producer of the Seattle International Comedy Competition till uh, 2010. So that's me. Jennifer Canfield, booker and owner of Laughs Unlimited Comedy Club in Sacramento, California. Uh, Jag Asadoran Jr., uh, Haha ha Comedy Club and the NoHo Comedy Festival. Uh, Ron Vai, San Francisco, Sacramento Punchline, and Cobb's Comedy Club in SF. Cyrus Mayfar, I work for Levity Live and I book for the Improvs. All right, thanks everybody for being here this afternoon. Let's kick off this panel. <laughs> As bookers, how do you all prefer introductions? Email, in person, or another avenue? I like it when I get ref uh, references from comics that are already in our wheelhouse and already losing a lot of these guys. Um, we've been doing this a long time and we have a lot of close relationships with a lot of our local guys and a lot of them do work the road a lot. So we'll, very often we'll be like, hey, you need to look at this guy. Um, and for us, that will move you right up to the top of the sheet. I just want to add one thing. If somebody does give you a reference to a booker, um, make sure they're actually giving you the reference to the booker because I, I, I'm not speaking for everybody here, but there's to us, it's very difficult if somebody, we get a phone call from a comic and they say, ah, this guy's going to call you. <laughs> you know, so, you know, just be sure. But, but on the other hand, if somebody says, hey, use my name, Please do. Always put your foot through that door when it opens. But represent them well. Don't use their name and then send a clip that is hot garbage. <laughs> uh, I did have, I had a comic send me a clip and used a comic that I am familiar with and that has referred people and I trust. He sent me a clip and in the first 15 seconds of the clip used every single cuss word known. Uh, cuss the audience. I mean, I'm sure it ended up funny. I don't know. I didn't watch the rest of it because I was done. So I called the comic that referred him, and I sent him the message, and I said, just so you know, that has your name on it. That's the last reference he'll get, you know? So make sure that you're representing who is referring you well. I don't know how the rest of the panel feels, but I also like it when someone asks me in advance. So if someone says, hey, do you mind if I introduce you to this comedian, they do this, that, and the other, versus if someone just loops me into an email, I don't know, I might not respond, I might not get to it, I might, I might not watch your clip, like, just ahead, because I'm never gonna say no if someone comes to me in advance and says, hey, can I introduce you to, I'm never gonna say no. So just the, the professionalism and respect of just giving us a heads up. And while you're here, say hello. We're not that scary. We're still people. It's okay. But I've heard that a lot this weekend. She's scary. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm scared of her. so stupid. Jack is a pussy. Don't mind him at all. 
No, for real though, because we've seen we see comics all weekend long, and then you just avoid us, or we don't ever hear from you again. And maybe we liked you, but you don't have to come up and be like, hey, when can I get a date? But just come up and introduce yourself and say hi and how you doing? We're here. We've traveled here to meet you guys, to see you guys, to do this festival. Make it worth your while. Yeah, and if you had a bad set, don't introduce yourself. Because <laughs> that's just awkward for both of us. <laughs> you know, the other thing when people introduce themselves is that... Um, you do it sometimes at the very wrong time. Like in the middle of a comedy show, you just start walking in in the club and start yapping away or whatever. But I, as also as a comic, I have literally, the comic before me has gotten the light and I've been waiting on the side and all of a sudden someone just wanders in and is like, hey, I want to talk to you about getting booked at your club. And I'm like, mm, I gotta go, you know? I have something to do. So that kind of gets a little irritating, you know, sometimes. Uh, and in terms of email, when you say introduce them by email, I know like a lot of people don't live in your area, so you have, no other way to do it but email. And I think when you do jokes, you try to think about the most, how do you get the most information out in the most concise way? Do that in an email and send the link. Don't make me go crawling through your website, fill out a form to find your email or something like that, which happens all the time, you know? So like that is just, I just want to see like who you are. If somebody referred to you, boom, 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 and, and go. You know? And kind of going off that note, if you do get a referral, via email, other than everything else that you mentioned, are there specific things you want in that email? Do you want to know their availabilities, their headshot, anything like that, that if someone's looking to get in touch with you guys or if someone is sending a referral on behalf of their friend, what information is really imperative to have in that, that email? Credit score. <laughs> um, if they are for, for me personally if you're being referred I think like you should put the reference in the subject line like referred by and then just a quick thing but I don't know everybody probably feels differently but I don't if I'm we're not already booking you I don't want your avails I just want to like meet you and set up something first have you come down and then send your avails but that's just me everybody does it differently and that's the hard part for you guys everybody does it differently yeah. And, but that's the challenge, that's the job you've chosen, that's the industry you wanna work in. You can complain about it or you can learn about it. Um, I say you can't send too much. If you're sending an email and you send your headshot and a video and I don't have to go back and ask you for it, send it, just send it standard, put it in your footer, I don't, just send it. Nobody's gonna send back and say, I didn't want your headshot, I didn't ask for that. Well. <laughs> now everybody make a note right. Ryan doesn't want it we are all very different in that aspect I mean uh, I, don't, I don't take this for granted but we're very fortunate enough to run a bunch of rooms and it's tough to get back to everybody um, a lot of information comes in but if you are sending an email do yourself uh, basically just don't be a dick and just try to be approachable but also too if you said something funny in an email I think Rich, uh, Rick Bronson said something about this at the panel yesterday do something funny in it or say something that makes us want to continue to read on or look more into you um, if you grab our attention with that and stick out and then next thing you know he's like hey I'm gonna be in Boston in a couple months so I was like alright well at least we'll get you a headshot because I remember we had that interaction at Big Pine you sent me that in, uh, email and I remembered also <clears throat> uh, we all do things differently but as I think by the end of this, you'll see there's a lot of things that we agree on that we have in common. And so that's point number one. Point number two is, uh, I forgot. So. Uh, I agree. Uh, yeah, and, and, and Jack agrees. Do some research about who you are approaching. Okay, this happens to us all the time. We get people say, oh, I want to do this. And they, they didn't look us up. We're easy to, you know, that everybody has the internet. If you're gonna approach any of these people here, look them up, look up their club, look up what they book. Make sure that anything that you say or submit is appropriate for the job. Look, try to fi figure out what job you're applying for before you apply for the job. And when you're sending avails to websites, uh, make sure you change the title of the club. <laughs> I'm very fortunate enough to run multiple clubs in Massachusetts and the New England area, and I'll skip all those inboxes. If you hit info and email the club, it comes to my inbox. So I'll get all your emails immediately, and you'll say, uh, hey, Nick's Comedy Stop, I can't work there, but you emailed the comedy scene or Laugh Boston. So be thorough in it. 
and proofread. Yeah, that that happens a lot. Like, like it's like I'd love to work Dead Crow, and I'm like, me too. <laughs> so it's, a, it's, a, it's three hours away. You gotta call them. I can't help you with that. Uh, I, uh, w- one thing I'd say is sometimes comics think it's a good idea to pretend to be their own, like a different person, and send <laughs> messages. And um, I'm not. I'm not stupid, so like I know it's coming from your email. <laughs> so just just send your be you. It's okay that you're not re- represented. We want you to be funny, so be funny, right? Send us a good clip, but don't pretend to be someone else. And um, also be careful about the way. Have someone read the emails that isn't you. Uh, you know, for grammar and stuff, but also like sometimes you sound like dicks. And that's hard to want to book that guy. Right? <laughs> like, oh, you, know, you could be nice in your email. You don't have to be like, I've been on all these TV shows, so you probably want me at your club. Like, that's not an opening line. Um, it's, you're not going to get a date that way. You're not going to get a show. You know, so. What are some of your tips uh, when individuals are submitting booking videos to you for your review? The do's and don'ts that you could <laughs> offer to the audience and our listeners? For me personally, it's uh, short and sweet. Um, if you're sending a video, you see some strong laughs pretty quick um, within the first 30 seconds to a minute, um, whether or not we continue to watch after that. That's for me, because um, usually we can tell immediately whether or not the stage presence, the quality of the joke, and then, then we can dig deeper into it. Like, all right, how much time does this person have? But quick and easy, fast laughs, and funny right off the gate. It should be the, are we on what to submit as a video? Is that our topic? Boy, you gotta realize that most of us here, we, we see or are asked to see hundreds and hundreds of stand-up videos. So along with what Ryan said, first few seconds are extremely important on the video. The quality of the video is extremely important. The audience needs to be heard the laughter needs to be heard. You can't go, oh, this is, I took this video, but the audience wasn't mic, so you can't really hear the laughter. Well, we're not, if we know you at some point down the road, that might be a discussion we could have. But for first impression, uh, we're not going to do that. We just thought we have too great a volume of stuff to look at and hear. So just make sure it's a professional quality video. This is your calling card. This represents you. And you probably only get one shot at it. So even if it costs you money, I mean, if you got to borrow 50 bucks from somebody to help somebody edit your video and stuff like that. So, and the other thing is for a different, different bookers are going to have different needs in a video. Like for, I don't need to see you straight through with no edits. I can look at a sizzle reel. That's okay for me, but it might, I can't speak for the, any of the people on the panel here who do it. I mean, you know, so some people want to see you straight through. I mean, a lot of comics, when you're auditioning for late night TV, they want to see four and a half to six minutes exactly straight through, no cuts, no edits. So that's what they want. But I don't, I don't need to see that necessarily. I just need to see you killing. So, in conjunction with that, I don't know if you're going to ask this question later on, but one of the first things I do is I Google you. I Google your name. So if you have a website, if you have a YouTube page, if you have a Twitter, a Facebook, an Instagram, uh, like you, like Ron said, if you have a website. Don't make it impossible for us to be able to reach you. Have an updated set online. Um, Ron mentioned, edited, I think, some of the bookers I heard uh, from yesterday's panel as well. I need unedited. I need unedited, maybe clean, doesn't have to be, but it gives me an idea of more places that I could potentially book you in. and those, I mean, the, the dudes are pretty standard. We, yeah. we all, for video submissions, we all basically have good audio is super important, good lighting. And if you're not sure, send both. Send the clean and yeah. the not, and just specify which one's which. And then if I want to see a clean video, I'll look at the clean clip. And there are more opportunities. I have outdoor venues that I could use clean comics for. So I'll look at the clean clip and be like, oh, not only... You know, can I book you a weekend at the club? But hey, this might be a good fit for that too. So it doesn't hurt to send both. Yeah, I have a, I'm sorry, go ahead. You go, you go ahead. Well, you. I'm a gentleman, go. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I didn't say it, you said it. I, I, um, I, for me personally, I, I will sit through any tape 
how painful or how easy it is, whatever. But <laughs> but I will I will sit through it. But the one thing I will shut a tape off for immediately is if I see notes. As soon as I see notes go down on a stool next to you, I won't watch the tape because I book hosts and I book features. And I, I think the host, you're the first person that they see, and it doesn't look like a professional show if you have notes. And you know the audience is paying, what, $25 sometimes, and then two drink minimum. I want them to see the most professional set. So as soon as I see notes, I'm like, I'm out. Uh, and, and the other thing that I do that a lot of people probably don't do is if I don't know you and you're trying to submit from like the East Coast or whatever and I'm on the West Coast, you want a feature, I will ask you eventually for a 30-minute tape, and more often than not, nobody has it. Uh, and I know it's hard to get it, but if I don't know you and I want to bring you in, I have to make sure that there's not a 15-minute dip in the middle and you're not sending me your best five at the close and the end. So that's what I do. Um, and I won't watch it, but I'm paid hourly, so it humps me. Like, add up the... <laughs> uh, buy a tripod, all right? Don't get those videos where your friend's holding it and it's moving. Like, don't do that. And make sure no one's walking by during your set. That's it. Um, what are some of your biggest pet peeves about booking, and what should comics avoid? Avoid being rude. I mean, you're trying to get a job. I don't know what being rude or having some rude response is going. Is it accomplishes for you? Because now a maybe is a absolutely not. So don't be rude. And again, don't don't mess up the reference that you might have used. Because if you're talking to somebody that we know or we work with, it will, I'll tell them. I'll be like, mm, this person said this. You probably shouldn't do that. I mean, jumping off on what you said about being rude, what happens sometimes, and it's actually somebody mentioned you recently. <laughs> but what they'll do is every club has a game, right? So for my club, it's mostly Sunday night showcases where if you're local, we want to see you come. Like, there's another club nearby that has a new talent night every Wednesday night, and that's where you have to start. So when you ask me and I tell you, don't tell me, oh, well, Jenny at Laughs does it this way, so can't you just do that? No, that's not what we do. And you could figure it out. If you don't want to do it the way we do, that's absolutely fine, you know, but there's a million comics and there has to be some sort of process. And so to tell me I don't want to do it that way, I want to do it the way she, well, that, so that's the thing, you know. It, yeah. it sucks, but that's the thing. <laughs> uh, I think one of my pet peeves is when uh, somebody has sent me an email and then I start to hear from these people on my Facebook page, my Instagram page, Twitter handle or whatever. I will get back to you and as Jenny always says, no doesn't always mean no permanently. could mean it's just not the right time or not right now. Um, and please don't assume that because you've met me at a festival or something, um, we're all friendly with each other, but this is a professional working relationship. And I think enough people need to know how to separate that. I have my friends and I have my business and I like to keep it very professional. So please be professional in your emails and responses is all I ask. Cyrus kind of touched on this, but going into social media, how important of a role does social media play in your opinions in booking somebody? Um, I'll, I'll mention it because we're having trouble with it. Um, I find the hustle is very different here in the United States. Uh, there seems to be more of it, and you guys are, you, you go fast and hard. I'm like, holy shit, these people mean business. Uh, Canada, they can be a little more laid back, and I'll be like, I need your headshot. They're like, put it off Facebook. I'm like, fuck off. I'm not going to your Facebook page. <laughs> I don't need that shit. Facebook is not a website. No. Either. I'll tell you that. Facebook also doesn't have high-resolution photos. But uh, I want to see some type of presence somewhere because there's, there's so much the club can do building our branding, but we're bringing you in, and a lot of the times you're not... You're not famous, you're not as well known. People are coming to the club to laugh. It's not necessarily who's on stage. Um, they wanna know so they've got the branding. But what I wanna see is, you know, we've gone to the trouble of booking you guys. Tweet it, Facebook it, Instagram it, put it on your, on your website, have a website, please. And then when you do finally show up at the club, maybe a follow up with that. That's what I like to see. Because that's, I'm more likely to bring you back if I know that one, my audience is happy, but you guys were, I wanna know you're looked after, but I also wanna know that you guys are gonna, this is gonna be a working relationship. It's not just you come in, take money, and you go home. This is a working relationship and it will continue to be a relationship if we can work together. So I like to see some social media 
you don't have to have the most followers, but you might be surprised if Anthony or somebody tweets out and then their friend tweets it out and their friend tweets it out. All those people have followers that are following them that might pick up on that. So if I get 10 people into the club on a weekend from Facebook, that's awesome. Yeah, make the effort. I mean, to uh, your point, though, if you don't have all the friends, that's fine. That will come. But make the effort. But also make the effort in the strategic way. Make sure you're tagging the right club. Make sure you're putting the link in there. Make sure you're making it so easy for the consumer to get to the tickets. Uh, you know, we go through all the ticketing websites to make it as easy as possible for people to buy these things. And we've already put them in place. Just ask the club for the link and include it. Um, I see so many people just, hey, I'm at uh, so-and-so this weekend. Cool. Uh, now I've got to make the, the homework assignment to figure out where I'm going to go get the tickets, how I'm going to do right. it. You know, so just make it easy on them. You guys are your own brand. You're building your brand, so just keep pushing yourself, you know, put yourself out there. So that's it. Also, remember that the Internet is forever. Yes. Okay, so be careful about what you post. Like YouTube, if you're putting YouTube videos up, just, you know, if you have a, you're on new material night, you're trying out new material, and you have a video and the club is empty and whatever, don't, don't put that on YouTube. People will see it. And you also, you're evolving. We were talking about this earlier. Most of you, and most, com almost all comics, but especially people in the first few years of their careers, are developing. And developing rapidly or slowly. <clears throat> people like, like babies, artists develop at different rates. And uh, so just be careful about what you put on the internet, what you put on YouTube, and, and stuff like that, because we might see it. Like somebody said about Googling, right? Who made the comment, Cyrus, Cyrus about uh, Googling you? If we Google you and we see YouTube clips and they're from like five years ago, and you know you were stoned and had a ripped T-shirt and it was in a shitty dive bar, no offense, and... Uh, <laughs> You know, that's, that stuff is there. So you might want to go through your stuff and take that stuff down. Doesn't mean it isn't going to be archived somewhere, but I, it, you might want to do that. I've seen a lot of comics do that. I've seen people in Hollywood who are falling into the host category. They're looking for television hosting jobs. And so then they were stand-ups, and that's where a lot of hosts come from in, in TV. And they have clips of them being really dirty. And I, I'm not a prisoner. It's nothing to do with prudery or anything like that. But if somebody, if you're looking for a job like that and you have a ton of material available in the public eye that's inappropriate for that job, you gotta think about that kind of stuff too. Uh, yeah, I was just gonna mention that. Like, we're in a new time, the internet is forever. We've had a number of comedians come under the fire in the last while. Um, it's better to have a smaller social media presence that's good than a large social media presence that's crap. Um, so just keep in mind this is a business and we are hiring you and if I'm at a show or I've, if I'm seeing on your social media constantly, I was out till 4.30 last night drinking and you know, living the good life or whatever, I, I don't want to see you drunk and lying on the floor because uh, I have had comics or Jake, um, we finally had to cut three or four comics from our roster or like we can't deal with this because it does get Googled and it does come up, are they gonna be a good person? Like, you still have to show up at the club, do your set, be on time, be early, dress appropriately, you know, be nice to the staff, don't be a drunken idiot. All that stuff gets back to everybody. And I think, oh, sorry, go ahead. Sorry. I just wanna double down on what you said. I think uh, everybody's obsessed with numbers. It's who has the most Instagram follow. It's not really about that. When we say, like, build your brand online, I think more than, because numbers can be hollow. I can go buy 100,000 followers on any social platform, realistically, if I wanted to. What I'm really looking at is engagement. And if you have a smaller following, but they're very engaged, they're liking and sharing and commenting your stuff, they're probably gonna pay to see, to pay a hard ticket to come see you live. So build your, build your audience organically, build your audience the right way with consistency and uploading. But um, I think numbers, it's, I'm not just gonna look at your Twitter and see you have four million followers and have 50 likes on a tweet and think it's legit. <laughs> I'll see right through it, and, and most people will, so build your audience. And think long term. 
Um, I don't I don't necessarily care how many followers you are. I book funny, so the club has a following. I don't need need you to. It's nice to have you know some assist with that. But when you're going to a new town or a new new club, you can build your own following. You can create your own fans, and later down the line, when you come back to that club, that's now a, a negotiation point for different pay or for you know something else. If you can bring out a hundred people on a on a show, you can be like, well, I, I have a following. That following comes from you coming to that town and doing that and putting in that work five years ago. It doesn't just happen overnight. I have something to add to that. I had a comic come in three months ago or something, and uh, she got there the night before, and she's like, do you have any, um, like, buy one, get one freeze I could give out while I go out and do some, I'm going to the gym tomorrow, and I'm going to eat, and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, sure. And she handed out 100 passes to her show. She had a few people come that had never heard of my club, had never heard of her, and they want to come back and see her when she comes back. I want to book her again because she took the job really seriously. And I know not all of us are super social. She's a very social person, so it was easy for her. But it's not that hard for you to hand out a few passes to your show. You know, especially for a small venue that is working to get audience already. Um, That's kind of amazing. I was like, this is great. (laughs) I have help. Susan cited an unfortunate example of uh, reasons why comics get banned from clubs. Are there any other reasons that would make one of you ban a comic from... <laughs> yeah, har- harassing the staff. Okay. Harassing another comedian. Fighting. Taking your pants off during an open mic. I'm, I did it one time. I'm sorry. Taking your <laughs> pants <laughs> off in Why you gotta bring it up? I'm sorry. I, ha- I, I, I had to ban somebody for taking their pants off. Um, it was hot. It wasn't. Uh. It wasn't hot. It wasn't hot. <laughs> I had to chase him out of the building. It looked like that cartoon with the lady with the broom. (laughs) Was it funny, though? It wasn't. There there was the problem. If it was funny, funny. he'd be uh, later that weekend. Name the comic. (laughs) I don't remember the guy's name. Uh, I do think he went to jail after that. (laughs) Unrelated. Control control your drinking. Um, Because it happened happened in my club, too. Pants off on stage, uh, dick off with a customer. Yeah, wiener, wiener. Got down wow. to boxers. Wieners out. Yeah. We had wieners out. We people. didn't have wieners out, but yeah. the, Me too. Cl- the comic doesn't work my club anymore. Yeah, you can't take your wiener out. <laughs> <laughs> it says, solid. You should really keep it. Just put where it goes. Well, to keep it fair, no tits, no tits either, ladies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No Hey! <laughs> I, was, I, was, I was trying to keep it fair. Keep it fair, keep it fair. Um, I, um, a couple of comics, like if, if you show up uh, drunk already or on something, it has happened. Um, I've had comics that decided to close the room on the green room because they were in there with a girlfriend. Um, he was asked to go home and he didn't do the show that night, so I had my, my MC had to do a longer time. So uh, I need to know my MCs can also, my middles can do MC work, so. <laughs> Uh, I, we've had a few weird things. Smoking, uh, smoking in the club, smoking in the green room. I've 86 somebody for that. But even every time. Oh, here. There it is. Every time you walk in the club from the first time you walk in there, it's essentially an audition, right? From the how you interact with the door staff and the bartenders. And even if you tip them, you should tip them, uh, especially if you're getting it for free, because it all goes around. And then, you know, when the staff has favorites, then as a booker, if you there are people that I book that aren't even as funny as others, but the staff loves them and they're professional and they get the announcements right and things like that. And that's what's really important. And another situation that we had one time is this person was doing their first one night headlining thing at our club, trying to get in to do the whole week. They walked in at 7.58 and said, oh, I'm gonna do a spot, which was at our competing club, which was there for like two or three years, left and the feature got the light and they weren't even back yet. And that was their audition to headline for the week. So that is not, that's not a thing to do. Like don't, don't get, we were paying them. Like they were getting paid well to be there that night. Like, yeah, I'll just go do a spot at another club in the meantime. Don't steal jokes. That creates drama at the club and no one wants drama. But to touch back on the being at the club, 
even if the bookers aren't there or some of the managers you don't think, everybody's watching. We all get reports at the end of the night, too. And I can't tell you how many times they're like, this guy drank X amount again and you know he didn't tip or this guy was being rude. And then that goes into all of our inboxes. And then like, if it's up against that guy and another person, uh, clearly we're going to go with the other one that we haven't been hearing bad things about. So just know that there's always somebody watching. And it could be or the bus guy or somebody that you don't think that matters. But, of course, they all matter because eventually some of those guys are going to move up. So just know that if you think it that way, uh, it definitely gets back to the people that make the decisions. Oh, I know one that we've had a lot of trouble with is that when headliners come in and do their week, even though you may be a club regular, respect the green room. They just walk into the green room like they own it, and then we get a lot of complaints. Um, and Or my favorite is when they walk in and try to give the headliner tags, yet they don't even work a week at the club. And it's like, maybe you should just not do that. Whatever. But we have a lot of problems with people um, going in the green room when they shouldn't be. It's basically back down to treat it as a job. You're not going to show up to your job drunk. You're not going to show up and be disrespectful to your coworkers. Um, so don't come in and talk to the staff sideways. The staff is at our establishment 52 weeks a year. They're there every week, day in, day out. You guys come once or twice a year. It's very easy to figure out who we're going to side with if shit goes sideways. Yeah, if you're hosting too, don't bring a drink on stage. You're hosting. You're like you're the first person they see. If you're walking up, they're like, "Hey, what's up, guys?" Uh, no, I mean I used to do that, but don't. <laughs> I still watch videos. I'm like, "Shit, that was me." <laughs> I'm banning myself. I think we'll have some overlap, or maybe even some slight differences um, in your next responses. But it'll be really great to know how often should someone expect to be booked by you. Every six months, for a weekend, right? For what? I mean, I think it varies for yeah. the oh, yeah. specific venue and what's going on. If you're a national headliner, once a year. Uh, if you're one of the local guys that we're working at one of the A clubs couple times a year, but now this time in uh, day and age, all these headliners are bringing their feature acts with them. And it's some of the things that we can't control. We can try to say no, but then for us specifically, I try to say no as many times as I can because we have got so many talented comics in Boston that I want to get them in front of these audiences. Um, so it just varies. And the thing is, if you're one of the liked guys and um, the headliner does want you to be there, that helps. But um, for me personally, to uh, feature at a weekend or something, to host three or four times a year, feature twice, uh, and other smaller clubs, we'll try to get you as many as we can. Any uh, difference with the host spot for clubs? Yeah, 34. <laughs> three to four. Oh, you said that. Okay. Well, you know, for <laughs> our club, too, because people think you forgot about them a lot, and there's just, you know, our hosts go to features, but very few local features go to headliner for us. So then we just get stuck with, like 120 features and then 20 hosts because they're constantly moving. So if I offer a feature or host like spot, don't get offended. I'm just trying to get you work. You don't have to take it, but you know, it's a very slow rotation at our club. Like now, you used to say there's only 52 weeks a year, but I'm probably saying the rotation is probably 18 months at some point now. It's for headliners. Ours is about 16. Yeah. yeah, I think we have 72 headliners, but there's also you know headliners that. It sounds terrible, but kind of are aging out because they're doing the same thing. And who, they're who, not who? <laughs> Fuck you. Jack Asadorian. <laughs> very, very much. I Bruce mean, he's been, he's been begging me for a week here this entire... Um, but features, features, it's about nine months at my club. Um, hosts, it's probably four to six months just depending, but this, it's constantly rotra rotating. And like I said, if I have a headliner come out and you know they're phoning it in, or even if they don't, some, some, head, some of my headliners, older headliners I'd say, don't even have a current video. You know, how my, I'm trying to do the promotions I'm doing, I'm bringing in the audience, but I'm using a video that's nine years old or from, you know, I don't know, Def Comedy Jam in the 90s, I don't know. But, you know, it's not current, it's not new, and that's what you want me to promote. I have comics that are, you know, coming to festivals and they want to, to do a better job than that. So it's, for me, I have no problem promoting. I don't have a magic number. 
Um, I just report to a bunch of people in a corporation. So I have to justify my bookings to a board and a CEO and a CFO and my director. So um, if you can get 300 people out on a Wednesday in Oxnard, I'll book you as often as you want to be booked. <laughs> because there's the comedy business side of it for us. So, I mean, I wake up, I have nine nightly reports I have to look at in nine different venues and nine different markets. Um, so if you can do the numbers and you're funny and you do all the, all the do's that we talked about, if you're respectful to the staff, if you're easy to work with, um, chances are we want to see you succeed. So we'll give you the opportunities to do so. And how does a performer make that leap from a feature MC to a headliner? Work. Funny. I mean, you get develop the time, develop the act, and if make it hard on us. Make us be the dickheads for not using that person as a headliner yet. I've had a couple people kind of shove it in my face, and it's humbling. And it's like, just be that funny. If you're that funny, we'll find you. I mean, the word will get out. And then, you know, if we're not using her properly, you're probably going to go to another city that will or go to New York or L.A. Um, but I think you just hone your act and it will come. Like, I don't book our headliners at our clubs. I do host and features and other things. But one thing that has been happening a lot lately is when a headliner takes like a Wednesday through Saturday and then they get TV or something else and they have to cancel the Wednesday. So my boss will say, who's the feature that's been really killing it because they're going to headline Wednesday night. So if you just keep killing it over and over and over and just consistently have those good 30-minute sets, for us, a lot of times that's your foot in the door right there. The, make the headliner work. If there's a feature, blow them out of the water. You know? And if he can't follow you, then they just you get moved up. Um, I heard a comic say say once a feature was they were talking bantering in front of me, and uh, the feature asked him, "How do you headline? How do you get to headline?" And it was the best. The headliner said, "I don't know. I've never asked to headline." <laughs> I mean, we're paying attention. We're you know, like like I said, even when I'm not there, I'm not at my club this weekend, but. I'm getting reports back. I know what's going on, what's breaking, what's working, who's doing what. I don't even have to ask for it. It's a curse, I swear. <laughs> but be consistent, be funny, and don't ever take a night off because you don't feel like it or because you want somebody to see a different set or don't, don't lay back. You have however many judges here. Where Hillary has worked really hard to get industry here. Every single show you be on, you are on, whatever. Every show you're on, you should be at your best. Don't come in and go, well, I'm just hosting this show. Host the shit out of that show. Because to lay back and not is disrespectful to comedy, it's disrespectful to the people that are on the show, and it's disrespectful to us watching. Yeah, give it up for it. There you go. Please. But also, not just during the shows, not just during the shows, throughout the whole week here, uh, I mean, I don't know if that guy's here or not tonight, but there was a guy standing outside Blades last night that was so fucking weird that if I see him, I've got zero inclination to use this guy again, and I haven't even seen his act, but he was just so out of his mind. That is his act. <laughs> oh, I fucking... No, I'm serious. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, fuck him then. <laughs> The question was how to how to get to headliner. Is that right? Yeah. Don't be a weirdo. Oh, yeah. No, I was just I wasn't trying to be funny. Stop uh, it. You know. No. Um, I was just gonna say uh, be nice um, to the other comics that you are working with or that you don't work with. Don't be shit talking them behind your backs. Um, I would say keep your pr when you're on when you're out at shows and you're talking. Try and keep it professional because at some point, and it's happened to me. I am nothing special. I am not a headlining comic. I love to MC. That is my favorite. But I get a bigger high getting people like you on stage somewhere than I do getting on a stage myself. And I've got a lot of people in Vancouver that I think aren't getting the work that they deserve because they're being squashed down by if there's a click or something else going on. But at some point, somebody is going to move up the ladder in that scene, and you will have to answer to them if you want a spot. And there's a lot of people I'm trying to get rid of grudges, and it's not that easy. Funny is funny, and I will book them, and I'll do the best I can, but it takes me longer to take a look at them because I don't give a shit anymore. That's a good point, Susan, too, but being a fan of them, too, I know that some of us can be 
jerks and rude sometimes too, but we all have passion for this. We all want to do this, and nothing makes me happier. I don't get on stage at all, but nothing makes me happier when I see one of my guys oh, yeah. go up through the ranks. I mean, I'm so, like, they get a late night or Netflix yeah. or whatever it is. It's just, I feel so good for them. So we're obviously rooting for you guys. We want you guys to do this. Um, so don't think that we're not trying to do that. I know I was, we, it could be hard to get I was doing that. that with one of the comics that I look after this week. I wanted to talk to uh, Ryan Abottom. So Is that that guy at Blades last night? No. Uh. no. Oh, God, no. <laughs> I don't know who that was. No. Um, but it's, I'm not one to pass people off easily because it's my name on the line as well. But he's, I've worked with him long enough, and we've had a good working relationship. We've been friendly, and he popped into my head, and I knew he'd be good for that area, so I will pass that information on. Yeah, and it's always just good to just do your best every time and be polite. For instance, there's a comic who he did his hosting audition a night that I did a one-night headlining spot, and he was just on um, Corden this week. So two years from now, I'm going to be asking him if I could host for him. You know, <laughs> so it's just it just goes around in circles. So just being nice and professional to everyone. Charlie Satella had a great story yesterday on his panel where he he basically mentioned you know he goes to to a city for a week and watches comedy and then just hangs out at the club, and then talks to the comics and the comics talk to him and they say, oh have you seen this? He has his own notes, but then people will come up to him. Have you seen this woman? Have you seen this guy? Have you seen this woman? So your colleagues, these these comedians you hang out with, they're your colleagues. They talk about you and and they talk with you. So um, it doesn't bring you up to put someone else down. I think this is a community and it, you guys gotta build each other up. So um, I think stuff like that matters. And I mean, I think of like, uh, you know, Corey Rodriguez out of Boston. I've heard so much about him and I've seen him and I've heard him, uh, I've heard about him since Big Sky last year because of Daniel. And you know, so the industry talks, the talent talks and even the, the, the talent from Boston talks about Corey and what a good guy Corey is and the work that he's put in and how long he's been doing it. So um, to hear you, the colleagues that you respect give their opinion, that carries a lot of weight. And Ryan's right, we get a great sense of pride from watching you guys succeed. I am one that will thumb my chest and be like, that's my comic. He killed it, that's my comic. It's true, works it was with just me. disgusting at World it's Series gross. last year. She's mm -hmm. like, oh, that's my comic. Oh, we get it, your club's <laughs> amazing. They were killing it, and I took myself out of judging because I was like, I want to make sure that you guys know that they're gonna do it, and it's not me, they do this. But it's my comic still. See, I'd cook the books for my comics, though. <laughs> but I don't have to. <laughs> uh -oh. We're talking about Corey, though. He's clearly Next. getting prepped right here. <laughs> Next question. Any other comments or thoughts before we take it to the Q&A for the audience? All right. Who's got a question? Yes, go ahead, sir. The question was, are you all going to be at the industry showcases tonight? I think there's multiple showcases, and there are judges at each showcase. We're each assigned to different ones. Is there only one? I don't know. And we'll be there. Are you then on it? And we'll be there. All right. Uh, Kevin? We're watching you. The question is, how often should a comic be checking back in and following up to see where they stand and might get booked? Um, I don't mind if somebody just kind of checks in. Like, if I haven't answered an email and your availabilities, are, your availabilities are on there, like, every couple of months just send, like, hey, just sending updates for so-and-so. I know we haven't connected yet. These are my new availabilities. Like, I don't mind that rather than going, how come you've never booked me? <laughs> like, we're sorry. Like. Yeah, definitely check back in, because uh, sometimes a lot of things do get overlooked. But if you ask for honest feedback, and we say, guy, I just don't have anything for you right now, I will reach out to you. It could just be a polite way of saying, I don't want to use you. But if we actually say that, don't be like, all right, I've got this new five minutes. Hit me up now. You know, So respect our side of it, too. It's like, we really desperately don't have anything for you right now. Check back in six months. But if we just say no, respect that and move on to another place. Weekly is excessive. Monthly is excessive maybe once a quarter, but learn what he, if he says, if somebody tells you specifically what to do, do that. So if he says check back in six months, mark it on your calendar in six months, email Ryan. Just do what you ask. I know I've heard that some bookers are like, call me on Wednesday. If they tell you to call you on Wednesday, call them on Wednesday. That's, that's the answer. 
Any other questions? Oh, we've got, yes. Uh, we'll go right here, Xander. What kind of clip do you prefer to see uh, when you're booking someone? The hosting set or just a generic five minutes? I mean, just the five minutes. Just hosting is like, hey, what's up, guys? Welcome to the show. And then go into material. Don't, you don't have to send that. Just I mean, that, that is a good question, though, because some people just don't like hosting and aren't very good at it. So if you're up front about it yeah. and then like, all right, I mean, I get it. I'd rather somebody you know, ask, hey, how much time do you have? I literally only have 15 minutes. I respect that more or I'm not a very good host. That's good, but understand that that is where we start people off at, though. Well, crowd work auditioning probably wouldn't be the best idea, but uh, uh, off the bat, once you start going, yeah, I mean, we all could use really good hosts at all of our venues. I mean, there's been this stagma of the host is usually the maybe the lesser seasoned comic on there. I don't know why that's been the case for so long. But um, if you have a stronger host... I think it's a better show. Way better. Yeah. Hosting is the, is the hardest job of the show. You're the you're going out there first. You are the show. If you have a shitty host, it's gonna be a shitty show. You know the one thing about hosting, like I take most of our hosts start locally, so I've seen you a million times. I'm not really looking at a tape, but people do send me hosting tapes, and the one thing that I think is super important about that is get to your first joke quickly. So many times I write back, hey, your first punchline came at one minute and 20 seconds, and this is a hosting you know, set. So you have to get it quickly and draw them in. So yeah, that's one of the biggest suggestions that I can give. And that. smile. <laughs> and you're hosting, hey. <laughs> yeah. Don't be like that other guy. <laughs> right over here in the black, go ahead. Is it realistic for an out-of-state comic to get a feature or headlining gig at your club? Or host host or feature yes. at your club? Yes. Um, I, we tend to leave some spots open in the roster for that particular reason. Um, and if I don't, if I've had a local that's been in too many times, I'll leave it open for a while. Um, I'd rather bring somebody in for a rotation like Corey. I'd rather bring him in to one of my clubs to host, and then I'm able to get them into headline the following weekend somewhere else, and then we've got a midweek spot. So it's financially, it's a better trip for him, and it's more exposure for us, too. If, if I haven't seen you live, probably not. But if I've seen oh, yeah. you live, um, a tape's not good enough for me to trust my mic, my, like a host job at my club. I'm like, ah, I don't know. Uh, what, what, I don't know about that. So, uh, but if I've seen you live, and I know you can at least deal with a maybe a little bit of noisy back room or... You know, like, and you can handle the actual stress. It's not a perfect tape. You know, like, uh, then I'm, I'd be more likely to do it. That's why we go to these festivals, so we have that option. Yeah. And everything that Jenny said as well. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's one of those situational issues. Uh, I mean, every place is going to be different for that. Uh, I could tell you for us, no, it's not very likely at all because, you know, it financially doesn't make sense for you. Plus, I want to use our guys for that. Yeah, so yeah. Go ahead in the back. Yeah. Oh, sorry. It's okay. Okay, hold on one second on that. Cyrus has a, um, a quick comment as well on the previous The question. short answer to your question is absolutely. I have no problems with it. I think if I, it, a couple caveats, if I've seen you live, if I know that you can handle uh, the market or the room or the headliner that you'd be working with, if they're not bringing a host and feature, because as Ryan mentioned, it's, it's few and far between these days. Um, and if I have availability, because chances are if you hit me up, I might not even have a spot that week, despite having five clubs in, in California. So. Um, I think it depends on availability, it depends on fit, but I have zero objections to that. Oh, hi. <laughs> Realistically, for us, no, um, because we're so saturated, and then my boss is really, we really focus on the local people, but it's not a never. Uh, we don't let very many headliners bring their features, but often if the headliner is going to sell out, they will be allowed to bring their feature, and that's the way in. However, it doesn't hurt because this just happened. I don't book our Philadelphia club, but our Philadelphia club has been there for just under three years. Our Bay Area club has been there for 41 years. We don't have a built-up roster up there, and recently the booker over there said, 
I'm having a hard time. The headliner wants a clean female feature who doesn't do this type of joke, that type of joke, that type of joke. And I went, oh, I know exactly the person for you. She lives in New York. I can't get her up here. That lady got a feature week, and then she's been doing a lot of one-night headlining. So it doesn't hurt to make the contact. And I'm very obvious, because I'm very um, honest, because uh, a lot of people have asked me over the weekend. I'm like, write me, but I just don't want to give your hopes up, like, because I just, I feel bad, because I'm on the flip side doing the same thing, you know, sending, you know. <laughs> want to trade spots? <laughs> Thank you for being patient. So your question was about how to secure a guest set if you're traveling through town and the best avenue to secure that guest set. Yeah. Comments from the panel? A referral from a, from a comic working that weekend or a headliner that's respected at the club. I go, hey, my girl's coming to town. She's really funny. Can you give her a guest set? Any other comments on that? I'm pretty. I mean, I'm always open to it, uh, especially if we've got a relationship if we've met here, uh, and also like Jack said, if there's a referral involved. But uh, I think anything is always an option. How far in advance would you want to get that heads up that someone's coming through? I don't know that there's a hard rule on that. If it's really far away, I won't remember. Like a guest spot for six months away seems silly. Uh, you know, but like the day of personally, it, just because when I'm running the club, I'm running the club, I'm doing everything. So in my case, maybe the day of is kind of annoying because I, I can't, I, it's like watching your tape and, and just making sure you're not a crazy person is kind of a lot to ask when I'm also, you know, <laughs> getting everything ready for the night. So just, you know, sometime for me, but I love having guest spots, especially if I've seen you at a festival and I know you're coming through. I, I, it's great to have a new face on stage. One thing I like uh, when I give guest spots out, we're promoting the club. We're trying to get asses in the seats. If you go, hey, I'm in town. I got these fans that want to come see you tonight. I'm totally going to book you because it's a business. We need to make money. We need to sell tickets. So if you're helping us out, we're going to help you out. Our, it, our club. Oh, I'm sorry. Go. Our, our club rule is that we don't give guest spots out on headliner shows unless the headliner requested it. And I tell everybody that, like, we're just not going to stick you in there um, without their approval. However, if you don't know the headliner, we also request that you don't just start Facebooking them and finding them and asking if they could do a guest spot. We actually had someone banned from our Sacramento club because every week they would do that. They would hit up, and, and I cannot actually believe how successful they were at it, too. All these headliners gave them spots, and they were not very good. <laughs> well, they put the headliners in a weird situation to be a prick to them, and um, a lot of that we talked about that earlier, about giving a reference. But I was like, oh, Hey, Ryan, I'm giving you a reference for JoJo or whatever, and they're just saying because they want to follow through on their word. But they, you put those headliners in such a weird situation because, matter of fact, they all mind if you do a guest set. They all do. They say yes because they're nice about it. But it's also there's so many guys that want to do all their time, so you're taking away from somebody else that's on the book show that's getting paid. We're taking five, seven minutes away from them too. So, yeah, don't hit them up on Facebook. It's stupid. Um, back to a, a timeline, though, you can lay the groundwork, you know, a month before, hey, I'm going to be in town next month, blah, blah, blah. But then a follow-up, like, uh, I'm in the same boat as Jenny. I'm not going to remember that you said a month ago that you wanted to do a guest set. But it kind of, it that would give her a chance or me a chance to review that video or, you know, do whatever. And then probably have a decision you know, ready. And then when you're in town that week and you say, hey, I emailed a couple of weeks ago back, whatever, is that guest spot available? It doesn't hurt. Uh, in the back, pink shirt. Well, I, I'm going to jump in here because I'm, I'm, I'm not a club guy, so I'm, I'm sort of, I'm, I'm the opposite. I represent talent, so I'm going to speak from that perspective. And when you're just starting out, you're not going to have an agent. End, end of story, because <clears throat> it's a bit, as everybody said, we're, we, we all live where art and commerce intersect. And, you know, 10% of nothing is nothing. I, I'm not trying to be mean, I'm just trying to be realistic. With this, and that's why people say, "Oh, I want somebody to book me." Almost nobody until you get do the math. If you're a five hundred dollar a week act, 
You go, oh, I wish I had somebody to book me in clubs. Nobody's going to book you in clubs. Maybe your spouse. <laughs> you, no, I'm serious. It's just there's nothing, because then what's, it's not worth the time and effort or pay the phone bill to do it. So I'm not trying to put the kibosh on, on what you're saying. And I'm going to let these guys take it from here, because when you do get to the level where you have representation or you need representation, then I'll let them do that. But when you're, when you're a beginner, when you're starting out, when you're a host, and when you're a feature, this is mostly, the booking's gonna be on you to do. Yes, right there. How does the booking, sorry, just so we get it on the audio, how does the booking at the improv work for you guys? Yeah, so it's all done uh, in our corporate office at the Howard Hughes Parkway. Um, we have 10 clubs that we own and operate. We have about seven more that we book for across the country. Um, those seven that we book for, we kind of, uh, you know, do the groundwork, but ultimately they're the decision makers. So we'll, we'll run it past them and say, do you want this person this weekend or this person on this off night? Um, so it's an open communication between us at the corporate office, the corporate booking office, and the club itself. Um, you're more than welcome to go to the club. They'll most likely just loop us in and kind of then we'll have a conversation with you with respect to what your marketing strategy is, how you plan on filling the seats, uh, who's going to be on your lineup, the rules and regulations, what our expectations are for a second booking. So um, you, you could go either out. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> what are some of the differences? Uh, the question was. Well, you have to Ron. have a passport. Let's start with. The question. The question. Oh no, that's okay. The question for Ron was: What are the differences for booking uh, cruise lines uh, in regards to maritime law and land bookings a comic could get? I think I summarized that accurately. Go ahead, sir. Well, I just. I started. I. I. Uh, I, uh, I touched on this uh, a second ago. Um, so uh, unlike the, the club owners here and the, the bookers, where they you approach them, I'm in between. I'm I'm in between you and them. Well, not specifically you and not specifically them, but in general. So we'll start with that. So that I I pitch talent to people who buy talent. So that's that's my position here in it. So. Uh, to start off with, so I'm not the decision maker. I, I am the decision maker because I decide who to represent. And so you, you would approach me just like you would approach any one of these people. And then, you know, I want you to book me. But then I then have to then pitch you to somebody else who's ultimately the decision maker on that. So it's, it's what the, I have to read their minds about what they are looking for and sort of think along those lines. But ultimately, it's up to, just like uh, Cyrus was saying about the clubs that they book, ultimately there's some authority that makes the final decision for their property or whatever it is that, that wants, to, uh, wants to, to do that. So that, I, I don't know if that's addressing what you're asking, or, uh, but I, I, I never shut up, so I'm gonna continue on and see if I can address it. In terms of what you need for that job, um, you have to be, uh, you have to have a passport, essentially. That, that's really it. Or, and whether it's, whether it's a US, I have clients, I have Australian clients, I have UK clients, I have two Japanese comedian clients. So they, they have current passport, that's really, I'm, you would be surprised how many people will call me up and they go, hey, I want to book it. I go, we go through the whole process. They send me, the, I go, oh my God, I love you. You're perfect for this. I'm going to submit you, send me your avails. And they send their avails. And then uh, they go, uh, oh, do I need a passport? You know, so the whole, the whole thing has gone by the board. We, all, that, all that time has been wasted. So really that, I'm sorry, go ahead. Yes. Are you asking, okay, I need you to submit like a 90-minute video uh, on your whole work? 
I, I, don't need, I, I don't need to see the whole video. I, I'm good with a demo. I can look, we can Google you, we can see what you do. And if you're, you know, if you're a club headliner, you have at least probably an hour of A material. So we, we know that going forward. But uh, at a certain point, we, we trust people to tell us, we build a relationship, because it's all built on, everything's on, built on relationships, you guys. And so um, I wouldn't trust a stranger to tell me that they had two separate 45s with no overlap of A material that's clean and has no politics and no religion in it. You know, and that's very, I, I have buyers who want that. Not every one of them, not every one of them. I have also have buyers who you could do exactly the same set you would do in a club. No restrictions on language or content. So it, it's really, it really varies. But I very often will, I don't know, we, we rarely miss on estimating how much time somebody has. If somebody tells me they have 240, I tell you what, if you don't, if I say I need 245s and you don't have 245s and you tell me you have 245s, then you might get one gig out of it and not succeed. And then that's the end of your career and your relationship with me. So there's a certain amount of trust that goes into that. Not only with him though, with him and whoever he networks with as a booker, he's gonna say, so-and-so screwed me on this gig. So that's gonna, it's gonna go around. So not only are you losing work with Ron, but you're also losing potential work with Ron's contacts. And then they push you off the ship. <laughs> it, it has been done, at least metaphorically. Do not buy pot in Jamaica. All right, we've got time for two more questions. We're going to come over here all the way to the left. Uh, so if you were on a TV show in your sports club, Star Sports, um, and you Um, if you get a great tape at a club and then you use that tape to submit to the same club, is that weird? As an outside show, is that use weird? Use your best tape. It doesn't matter where it's from. Use your best tape. If that's your best tape, use it. Yeah, 100%. If it's from the club that I book for, I'm happier. It's a good thing. Yeah, because yeah, you're showing us that you basically understand that audience at that point and they, and they get you. But one thing that I kind of don't like is when you do, because unfortunately the way our business sets up, Tuesdays and some Wednesdays, they're what we have rental shows, right? And we have outside producers and we don't have a say because in the talent because they're renting. When you don't actually get paid work from us, though, I don't like when I look at a flyer and it's like, as seen at Punchline and Cobbs, and I'm like, no, they've like been doing it for six months, you know? I don't, I don't like that as much. That I find really, that's one of my pet peeves. I don't want to see like an open mic set at the Laugh Factory. And like, I'm at the Laugh Factory. Like, anyway. All right, final question up here at the front. Um, how do you ensure that the comics know that they should be submitting the right videos that have the content aligned with either your brand, your club, or what you're looking for? So for me, absolutely. Uh, ab absolutely, you should ask if you, don't, if you don't already know the answer in advance. Sure, we, and I will tell you, we tell people, when, when, I, when we, I have artists approach for, that, that want to be booked, and I go, send me a clip. And I, I, either they will ask, what do you want to see, or I will tell them, because we have very, I, I want to see something very specific. Like, uh, for example, I need to see a clean clip. It doesn't mean every opportunity that I might provide needs to have a clean show, but my experience over the years is that everybody can work dirty, and not everybody can work clean. And also, people's definition of what is clean is fucking amazing. 
I think that is the perfect way to wrap up the panel. Any final comments from our panel? Orlando Leba had a question. Who has a question? Orlando Leba. Oh, Orlando, go ahead and shout it out. I can't see back there. Well, the thing is, the, the, for a lot of clubs, it's set rate. I'm sorry, do you need to repeat no, that? No, it's fine. Okay. Uh, are we still recording? Okay. Yeah, we'll edit it. Um, for a lot of clubs, it's a set rate. Uh, so the thing is, it's not very cost effective. For example, we pay $50 a host at Laugh Boston. If you're coming from Florida, you're going to obviously be losing money. Um, uh, <laughs> no, and that's, every, that's the other good question, Orlando. That's the other thing is, a lot of clubs do have comedy condos where they can just throw you in. We don't at Laugh Boston. We have to pay at the hotel. So if it's not already pre-negotiated with the agent on the headliner bringing this feature and they need to have a hotel room, we're not going to put them up. Uh, a lot of places do have comedy condos. I'm not sure if any of you guys do. but um, do you? So it may be easier at other places, but I think that's something you um, should touch on when you guys are asking about it too. All right, any final thoughts or comments from the panel before we wrap up? Be funny, we'll find you. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> well, thanks everybody for coming. Have a great rest of the festival.